Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm exhausted. And we're just getting started. And we only have three hours to fit everything in today. It's like you're on a roller coaster that doesn't allow you to get off. 24 hours ago, Mike Vrabel being fired by the Titans was a big big deal. Then all of a sudden, uh, Seahawks politely move on from Pete Carroll. And then Nick Saban abruptly retires at Alabama. And then Bill Belichick and the Patriots decide to part ways earlier this morning. They have a press conference. It will be Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick at the podium together at noon Eastern. Welcome to the show. That was generational yesterday. When you think about it, I remember the first time I met Bill Belichick. He was a defensive coordinator with the Giants. Now, Bill Parcells didn't allow his assistant coaches to do interviews, but I did introduce myself to him. I was new to New York. I met him. I just introduced myself. I don't even know if he responded. And then here we are today. Bill Belichick is out as the Patriots head coach. I think he'll coach again. Nick Saban. Nick Saban I've known for a long, long time. And yesterday didn't surprise me, but there's still that element of shock that Nick Saban is not going to coach any longer. Pete Carroll, one of the great college coaches of all time, and a couple of yards away from joining a pretty uh, elite group of head coaches to win two Super Bowls, decides that he is going to part ways with Seattle, at least as a head coach, maybe staying on as a coordinator. And I gave you a heads up from last week. When I was talking to somebody in Seattle, and they said, hey, keep an eye on the Pete Carroll situation here in Seattle. And I said, wait. Seattle could move on from Pete Carroll, and I was told yes. Now, Pete came out earlier this week and said, no, 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 I got the energy, I'm going to keep coaching. And then all of a sudden, yesterday happened. Mike Vrabel, there was a little bit of surprise there because he's a coach that's going to be in demand. Pete Carroll, I think, wants to coach again. Bill Belichick's going to coach again. I don't think Nick Saban is going to coach again. Welcome to the show. Hour one, Rodney Harrison, who is a Hall of Fame finalist. He is a former Patriots defensive back. He's going to join us coming up here in about 15 minutes from now. 
Also, Gary Danielson, one of the great voices of the SEC with CBS Sports, will join us a little bit later on. And the uh, great NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero on sort of what has happened and how does this change maybe teams that have a coach or they don't have a coach, and now you have some openings and you have even more candidates. So pretty crazy day. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at uh, Discover, Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases, no fees, period. Check out eligibility terms uh, at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank member, FDIC. And not to have news that is even larger than what happened with Saban at Alabama or Belichick with the Patriots, Pete Carroll with Seattle, but later on today at 6 Eastern in the newsletter, you'll be able to find out how you can join us at the Super Bowl. Bury the lead. Yes, this is it. And I wanted to be fair to Belichick and Saban and Pete Carroll, you know, out of respect. Didn't want to come in with a big hammer here. This is just too big. It is. You can't hold it, it that much. Yes. If, uh, if Shefty, you know, breaks into programming on the mothership and says this, then uh, he got it from me. Sources close to me. But... On the newsletter, if you're signed up at 6 Eastern when it comes out and uh, in your inbox, in your email, it'll tell you how you can join us at the Super Bowl. Have tickets. You'll be able to uh, join us uh, Monday through Friday, and we'll give you the location as well, but you'll be able to join us in the uh, studio audience. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Man, I got a lot of energy today. I'm like Pete Carroll's gum. I mean, I'm... I'm fired up, ready to go. I'm going to be exhausted at the end of the day. You know, when we get up in that age group that Belichick and uh, Saban and Pete Carroll are, you know, at the end of the day, I'm tired, going to have to take a nap. Yeah, Paulie. Pete Carroll doesn't speak at press conferences anything like Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. Pete's like, it's, it's like there's a race going on, and he's trying to hit as many things as he can in, in 90 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He does, when, when he talks... Yeah, he's just going to be better. Like he's got a time limit that he's got to get it out right. You know, uh, whereas Belichick and Saban are a little bit, a little slower, more deliberate. Pete, Pete's always. Do we have a little bit of Pete Carroll from uh, yesterday press conference? I competed pretty hard to be the coach, just so you know, because I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished, not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. So I, I, in that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions. And uh, we got, got to a good part, a good clean spot where it made sense, and, and uh, you know, I went along with, the, with their intentions. He was fighting to coach, to stay as the coach. And that's one of those where, and I have no information, but uh, ownership probably said, no, we, we're moving on, Pete. Uh, you can stay in an advisory role, uh, you know, stay with the franchise as long as you want, but we're going to move on. We're going to go in a younger direction. Uh, probably what happened with Bill Belichick. Belichick was fighting to stay as the head coach. So much so, he was going to relinquish power. So he was open to that. That's why when, you know, they say it's a mutual parting. Well, it's not a mutual parting. It's, okay, Bill, you need to be on board because we're going to move in a different direction. All right, I guess that's a mutual parting then. Saban, Saban surprised. I, I spoke to a source yesterday, and I guess Nick was interviewing uh, coaches, wide receiver coaches, assistant coaches, somebody who he was going to hire. And then all of a sudden, goes into a meeting, 
and says that he's retiring. And then the speculation started that Dan Lanning at Oregon, uh, would they bring in uh, Dabo? What about Lane Kiffin? I mean, there was just, it exploded. Um, and, and I'm going to play an interview that I did with Nick Saban. I think this is uh, a year ago, maybe two years ago. And we talked about retirement. And he gave me about two minutes, a two-minute answer about retirement. So it was sort of there. You just didn't know when it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, same with Belichick. It wasn't a question of if or when. Uh, more, uh, it was going to be when, not if. And uh, Mike Reese did a wonderful job breaking that story with uh, Belichick and, and the Patriots parting ways. But I, I figured that Bill was not going to be back. The question is, I thought it might be Friday. thought it'd be, uh, you know, it'd be tomorrow that they would have that announcement. But here it is this morning, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots will hold a press conference coming up at the top of, the, uh, top of noon, uh, noon Eastern, I believe. Uh, so we'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming, and we'll try to get in all of this and phone calls as well. Operator Tyler standing by. All right, Seton, what's the poll question today? How about we start here? Who will have a better season next year? Alabama, the Patriots, or the Seahawks? <laughs> I'm Well, okay. It's a sliding scale. Are we looking too far ahead already? No, or no, 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 we... no, no, no. But what is a good season in Alabama? What's a good season in New England? And what's a good season in Seattle? Because I think those are three different answers. Mm-hmm. Certainly two different answers. Alabama, if they lose... Two games probably didn't have a great season. If New England makes the playoffs, they had a great season. Seattle didn't make the playoffs this year. If they make the playoffs next year, that would be a good year. So I would say sliding scale, Alabama's um, <laughs> expectations just a little more heightened than the other ones. But, okay. It's all a right. slimmer margin. Yes, for them. it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, all right. Uh, who would you most who? want to have beers with? Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban. Okay. They're all good beer guys uh, in their own way. Okay. You walk into a bar, Dan. <laughs> there's three guys sitting at one corner. One, one guy's at one corner. One guy's at the mm. other corner. The other guy's in the middle. Who are you sitting next to, Dan? Okay, so Vrabel is not in this. It's just th- well, those three. I mean, with all due respect to Mike Vrabel, he's not... Any of those three? He's yet. not. No, but I I might want to have a beer with Vrabel yeah. over everybody else. Like I, I don't know if the Titans are going to have a better season than all three of those <laughs> things, but I don't really care either. <laughs> not today. Um, I would probably want to have a beer with Saban. I think I have a good relationship with him. I think he's got a sneaky sense of humor, and I think he would allow me a little latitude on questions that I would ask him. Because the first thing I would say after maybe two beers, is what role did name, image, and likeness play in you deciding you didn't want to coach anymore? Sure feels like it's <laughs> really tipped the scale. Uh, I think you're, you're going to see this. It's already happened. You know, Coach K talked about it. Jay Wright talked about it. The great Villanova coach who decided to retire. The landscape has changed. Because college football was about control. These coaches had you for at least three years. You weren't going anywhere. Now, all of a sudden, where you go, how long you stay, how much you make, are you playing, I'm not happy, I'm transferring. 
that is going to probably limit the coaching careers. You know, guys staying at one place or even staying in the business for a long time because they do talk about how you get on the practice field or get on the football field in, at, in a game, that's where, you know, that's what you love. But the other stuff, that'll drive you out of the business. And I think that that's what happened with Nick Saban. Because now we can't just bring in kids, promise them everything, and replace them as we wish. Yeah. Well, maybe we got a five-star now and a four-star. We promised them that they were going to play. And then now they're, now they're able to do what they want and have more control <laughs> over their lives. And I just can't coach that way. Yeah. I mean... That, those aren't the exact words of Nick Saban, but, oh. but they could be. Maybe his feelings. Maybe his feelings. Yeah, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal, and the what it's going to do to these coaches and how long you stay. Because now going to the NFL with the uncertainty of the NFL, at least it's there's structure there. I, you know, you're not recruiting. You know. You, you don't have to worry about name, image, and likeness. There's Somebody decided to give portal. these kids some control over their lives, and now I just can't do this anymore. Once again. That's good, that's that, good saving, by that, the way. That is, you got to time it. It's a rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> right around here, that Coke <laughs> bottle. Yeah. You know, slide up. Get the little Debbie's cakes. You get the Diet Coke. Yeah. You're right there. <laughs> I feel like I'm trapped in a 30 for 30 episode here. Yeah. I, I, I do. It's like, uh, do you remember that day when all of this happened? And, you know, all of a sudden you're going, wow, it's like a pinball machine here. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? Wait, what just happened? Wait, what just happened? <sighs> yeah, Paul. You know, we, we live with hyperbole. The newest thing is always the best thing or the latest thing. But it's, it's really clear that you could say two of the five greatest football coaches of all time are done in the past 24 hours. If I said top five of all time, football, I didn't say college or pro, the cup, both, it's clear that those two are in there. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't even think there's much of a debate. You could say, oh, there's Lombardi or Shula, uh, Bear Bryant, blah, 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 but you couldn't take these guys out of it. It's, it's almost that clear. That's how big it feels. One more question for you, and okay. talk to a source. Do you think Nick Saban made his decision in his head or, or maybe thought about it and then went to his wife and said, I'm doing this, and purposely went in yesterday, told no one, so no one could talk him out of it. I, I, I don't know, because when I spoke to some, as soon as I heard the news, I called a source of mine, and I said, what, no heads up? And he said, we didn't get a heads up. And I go, really? He goes, no. He was interviewing candidates for wide receiver coach position. And... But, you know, and I, I first thing I asked was health. That's what I want to know. I, I said, is this health-related? And I was told, as far as my source, the information he had, he said no. He said, I, I, I just think that he got tired and that his last victory was against Georgia. They won the SEC title. They were a couple of plays away from maybe playing for the national championship. So going out on a high note. But also, you know, I... You know, my source was trying to just sort all of this out of how it happened, when, who knew, because he said probably the athletic director, they knew they knew for a little while to get to this point, but that's where nobody else knew anything about it. Um, and the reporter for ESPN who broke this story? Mike Reese. No. Oh. 
Saban. Chris Lowe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Lowe. Yeah, congratulations to him uh, breaking that story. And then Mike Reese breaking the story with uh, Bill Belichick. But, yeah, just trying to sort this out and understand. I get the Belichick thing. But Saban, I just think I think the other the ancillary things about college football and being a coach probably uh, drove him out of the game. Now I don't know how much longer he he would have stayed, but and also they they had it was like a factory. You were getting these players. You didn't worry about anybody outbidding you. Then all of a sudden, you know, all of a uh, sudden, Georgia came out of nowhere. It's like ah. Uh, uh, Kirby Smart knows what you do, Nick, and he's going to do it and do it better than you. When Saban spoke to the boosters in Birmingham, and he was talking about, we need to spend more because A&M is buying all their players. Now, he didn't mean to have it be translated the way it came out that he's accusing A&M of cheating or whatever, it was more of, hey, in our house here, we got to spend more. And that was the first inkling that I had of, wow. All right, now all of a sudden, you can't just coach football. Because if he coaches football, he has no problems, just like Belichick. But, you know, Belichick wasn't getting players. Who's, who wanted to go to New England to play? Nobody did. When, when Brady was there, because Brady's there, we can win a championship. So you had a golden ticket. Bill doesn't have that anymore. And Saban has Georgia right there. And they're not leaving. And they're out Alabama and Alabama. But he did beat them. His last win was against Georgia for the SEC title. And you beat Auburn. <laughs> Previous game. Makes it easier. Not bad. All right. Rodney Harrison played for Bill Belichick. We'll get his thoughts on his coach and uh, the Patriots parting ways. Also, Rodney is a finalist for the Hall of Fame as well. So we'll talk to him coming up. Just getting started. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the original light beer 1975 miller light yeah the original yeah 1975 perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the united states this past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. No, lose. you can't. 
Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. By the way, I got the odds from DraftKings where Bill Belichick will coach week one next season. Before we get to Rodney Harrison, best odds of where Bill Belichick is coaching week one, Todd? Carolina Panthers. Seton O'Connor. The Chargers? That would be correct. Ding, ding, ding. Right now, the overwhelming favorite is the Chargers. Second on the list might surprise you a little bit. Marvin? The Falcons? Yes. Good for you. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And then it's the Commanders. And then uh, the next odds are he is not the head coach of an NFL team next season. So I was right on that. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Rodney Harrison, Hall of Fame finalist. It's about time. Also, Football Night in America analyst. And the NFL wildcard coverage of the Dolphins and Chiefs, that'll be uh, it's streaming exclusively on our home, Peacock. That'll be coming up on Saturday night in Kansas City. So uh, Rodney Harrison joining us on the program. Rod, your reaction to uh, your former coach, no longer with the Patriots. <laughs> Good morning, Dan, first and foremost. And to me, this was expected. Um, even if he had a successful season in New England, I expected him um, to to move forth after this season. It's time. It's nothing else he can accomplish there. Um, it's at a point in time where I think he needs a new environment. He needs a spark. He needs something totally different than what he's had. Um, I can say it as a player. I played in San Diego for nine years, and then coming to New England gave me that spark, gave me that kind of that new lease on life that I needed. And, you you know, I hear you talking about all the different teams. I don't know if that Charger fit would be a good fit. Yes, you have a good quarterback in Justin Herbert. I was thinking more Harbaugh with the Chargers. I was thinking more Belichick with the Washington Commanders. Atlanta would love him here. I live in Atlanta, and he would be an absolute perfect fit here because he can bring that toughness. He can bring the X's and O's version. They have some young talent out here in Atlanta. Um, obviously, they're going to need a quarterback. 
But um, Coach Belichick was so tremendous to me, bringing me to New England, giving me an opportunity. But not only me, the underdog, Dan. You know, you think about Tom Brady being a six-rounder, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, these type of guys he brings in, he allows to play, and he develops these players. And I tell you, I wouldn't be here sitting in the media and and really where I'm at in my career if I didn't have an opportunity to play for Coach Belichick because I learned so much from him. You remember your first experience with Belichick? I did, and um, we were sitting down just having a conversation about football, and he told me, I remember when you were in warm-ups when we were playing you guys in San Diego, you made a tackle in warm-ups, and you knocked off one of your DB's helmets. <laughs> and when he told me that... <laughs> wait, wait, you did that we, in warm-ups to your teammate? Yeah, it was an accident. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I knocked his helmet off. And he remembered that. And when he told me that, I looked at my agent and I said, hey, man, let's get this deal done. This is where I need to be. Denver had more money on the table um, for me to go, but I wanted to play in New England because I knew it was all football there. Was there a difference of Belichick in practice and Belichick in the game as far as his style, demeanor? Um, not really. He was always a sarcastic, <laughs> pretty sarcastic um, when it came to it. Um, the thing about practice, we worked so hard. Practice was almost like a game. So when we came to game time, we didn't get nervous because the demands were so high in practice, you know, and we worked really hard. We studied. Um but but Belichick is a machine. You get a guy like him, you're getting a coach that knows X's and O's. He knows the game plan. You're going to always have a great defense and somebody that's I, I believe that can elevate the locker room and somebody that I, I think has grown to learn the locker room, learn the, you know, just learn these young people because these young players are different than a lot of the players that he coached. But also he wasn't afraid, a lot like Bill Parcells, that they would yell at the stars. Belichick would call out anybody, including Brady. Yeah, and I, I think that was the thing that surprised me most when I came. He's yelling at Tom Brady, and he's like, what the heck? How can you not complete this five-yard out? The guy at Duluth High School can do that. <laughs> and it was like, wow. <laughs> so when you yell at Brady, everybody gets, you know, you get everybody's attention. But I tell you, man, Bill, the way people perceive him in the media compared to the man that he is, he is just, he's the best. I mean, you can have a conversation with him. He's smart. He's funny. He's sarcastic. Um, but the best thing about Bill is he's all football. And if you're around him, if you're learning from him, you're going to be smarter. You're going to be better. You're going to be more prepared. Uh, and, and, and that's the staple of it. You look at all the great players that he's coached and how all of them talk about Bill. You know, whether it's Gronk, whether it's Tom Brady, myself, Willie McGinnis. I mean, we have just such a respect for that man. He's Rodney Harrison, Football Night in America analyst and Hall of Fame finalist. Are you ready for this moment here? One moment. <laughs> the call. Like the knock the knock on your door. <laughs> hey, Dan, you know what? That's not in my hands, brother. I did everything I could do for 15 years. Um, and if it happens, I'm elated. I'm grateful. If it doesn't happen, I'm elated. I'm grateful for all the support and the people. You never get here to this situation, a kid from Markham, Illinois, in the room for the Hall of Fame finalists without so many people helping you and sacrificing that. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful just, you know, to be in this situation. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't, 
we'll see what happens in the future. Before I let you go, the uh, game that you guys have Saturday night in Kansas City, it's going to be really cold. And I'm wondering, with that Miami team going to Kansas City, Kansas City, it's still cold for them, but you know Miami, it's going to be a shock to their systems, I'm sure. As a defensive back, if you were going against Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell, cold weather, is there extra emphasis that you may have? Like, how did you treat the, the Colts receivers when they came to New England in that, you know, that kind play, of weather? Play as physical as possible. That's the number one thing. Play as physical as possible. If you get a couple holding calls or, you know, you know, illegal contact, big deal. Make it as physical as possible. Jam them off the line of scrimmage. When they catch the ball, hit them. Hit them, hit them, hit them. Two, three guys at a time. Try to rip the ball. Those guys are going to be so concerned about the cold, they're going to be distracted. The one way they can come in and have a chance to win is using that run game. They do a lot of exotic things in a run game, um, but they're not going to come out and pass the ball 40 times against the Kansas City Chiefs defense with Steve Spagnola, a defensive coordinator, and beat these guys. They're going to have to run the football now. Great to talk to you as always. Thanks for your thoughts on Coach, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you, man. Always good to see you, Dan. That's Rodney Harrison. Won a couple of Super Bowls with the Patriots. Now a member of Football Night America. You got the wild card weekend. And uh, you got NBC Sports with three wild card games this weekend, including Browns-Texans Saturday afternoon, Rams-Lions Sunday night. And then you've got the exclusive wild card game on Peacock, Dolphins-Chiefs. That'll be Saturday evening. Yeah, Rodney would tell me stories all the time about Belichick, uh, what he did, how he did it, and the fact that he would yell at Tom Brady. He didn't care. Like he, he treated everybody the same. And this is what Vince Lombardi did. I remember when I uh, talked to Paul Horning one time. We were on uh, the same flight. And he got, you know, he was having a couple of drinks and he was telling me stories about Lombardi. And, he, you know, he got around to the famous quote that he treated us all the same. He treated us like dogs. But the business acumen of those players who played for him, successful business people, not only successful football players, but the number of players who played for Lombardi who talk about his discipline and how that made them great businessmen. And, you know, these players talk about Belichick that way, having structure, having discipline, uh, you know, playing within yourself, knowing what your limits are. But Rodney brought up a great point. Belichick might not be great at seeing true talent in front of him, but he's great at seeing talent that maybe that player doesn't even know he has. When you say Julian Edelman or Wes Welker, you know, Gronk was hurt his final year uh, in college. Troy Brown, Slater, uh, Kevin Falk, Julian Edelman, Brady, James White. That's really part of the genius of Belichick. I think of two things, his ability to see something in somebody that they may not, but his ability to adjust. And I go back when he was the defensive coordinator with the Giants in the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills. And I believe he just put two defensive linemen in the game. And then everybody, they basically said to Thurman Thomas, go ahead, you're going to have a good, good uh, game. We're not letting Jim Kelly beat us. And we thought, how crazy is this? Thurman Thomas was great, but they weren't letting Jim Kelly beat them. And then they ended up winning in a close game, a low-scoring game. But I just thought, oh, my God. Like, just seeing it and saying, this is what we're going to do. 
And that ability to go out and from quarter to quarter, half to half, game to game, there's no greater coach in, in football history than Belichick at doing that. Yeah, Pauline. I love that Rodney story. I hadn't heard that one before, that Rodney, when he was a Charger, cracked a teammate in the, in the pregame. And Belichick noticed it and liked it. Not like, oh, that, that guy's a cheap shot. He's like, I, I need a guy like that. But Rodney also talked about, I think in that same game, he was on the kickoff team. He hit somebody so hard he knocked himself out. And he, he goes, that was the only way I knew how to play. Fast forward to when he went to New England, they were a physical secondary. This is before the Legion of Boom. You had that secondary there. Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, they, they were physical. And won that Super Bowl when they were more physical with the Rams' wide receivers. Like, greatest show on turf? That's nice. But we're going to hit you and hold you as much as we can. And that's the reason why they won that first Super Bowl when they beat the Rams. That, that defense and that secondary. Because you thought, all of that speed, how are they going to be able to keep up? And they did. And they would beat the Colts because they were always going to be physical. They were always going to be physical with Marvin Harrison. They were going to make him pay. And, uh, you know, Belichick, he's always going to be a little more prepared than you are. Always. Yes, Marvin. Even with the Malcolm Butler play, Belichick told him what to do. You're right. Like, that is genius right there. When Butler told us after the Super Bowl that on Wednesday of Super Bowl week, they were practicing, and... Malcolm got there late on a play that, you know, the, uh, the offense was running. And Bill said, you sprint. If you see that, you sprint for the ball. And if you see what, you know, Malcolm Butler did, he didn't care about, you know, hitting a receiver. He was going for the ball and being behind the play underneath the goalpost that night. I thought that maybe he just uh, caused an incompletion. I had no idea that he came up, came up with the ball. They stole a Super Bowl because of that. But, you know, the fact that Bill sees it and says it to you on Wednesday, hey, if this happens, you get there. You go right to the ball. Get to this spot. Yes. I mean, that's, that's remarkable stuff. It really is. All right. Uh, we'll get some phone calls here. Poll question seat, and which one did we go with? Well, we have another one we could go with, too. This is a little bit of a callback, but harder to replace. Mike Vrabel, Bill Bell. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> JK. Snarky. How about we change this one up, too? Snarky. Yeah, snarky. Uh, who will Ooh. make the playoffs next year? Alabama, New England, <laughs> Seattle. Well, I'll say I'm, Al- trying to, I'm trying to level it. That was a suggestion by somebody on Twitter to fix the original poll question was who has a better season? Who makes the playoffs? Well, I would say Alabama because 12 teams will make the playoffs. I would say they have a better chance. New England, they got to get a quarterback. And a few other things there as well. It depends on where Bill goes. Um, I don't know. I could be weird to see Bill in sunshine. I'm so used to tuning into a Patriot game, and he's there with you know his hoodie uh, covered up. It's uh, bad weather, rainy or snowy. And you're going to see him out there in the sunshine. He's you know he's going to have a tan, going to have sunglasses on. 
Yeah, Paul. You should coach in the CFL, you know, like <laughs> Saskatchewan or something. Edmonton. Get him up there. Yeah, so DraftKings odds, uh, the best place for Bill to be coaching week one next season is the Chargers, followed by the Falcons, then the Commanders, then uh, not a head coach of any NFL team, then it's the Panthers and uh, the rest of the field. Now, there's other teams that are in here. Um, the Titans, they got the Giants, the Saints, and the Jets. Long odds, but for uh, Bill Belichick. Also, after Nick Saban's announcement, Alabama went from plus 600 to win the national title to plus 800. Not sure who they're going to target here, but, um, you know, it felt like it was Dan Lanning at Oregon because, you know, he's been there before coaching. Uh, Lane Kiffin has been there. Sark. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, maybe. But I think Dabo has cooled off considerably. I don't think that they would entertain Lane Kiffin. They might entertain him. Uh, Sark, Texas has got so much money. And you got Arch Manning in the on-deck circle there. I mean, that's tough to go in there and follow him. Going in to follow Belichick, if Gerard Mayo, the former Patriot who's on the staff, former Patriot player, if he got the job, I mean, that might be the best direction. Because then it's our guy, and let's support him, not somebody coming in. Now, Mike Vrabel would be a wonderful choice. But if you don't get him, Gerard Mayo... Promote from within, that might be the direction. Because the pressure, the pressure to follow Saban, it, it's just bigger. It's bigger than following Belichick, in my opinion, because Belichick hasn't done much the last four years. Uh, when you follow Bear Bryant, when you follow John Wooden, when you follow Adolph Rupp, you always want to be the guy who follows the guy who followed the guy. But... You know, trying to replace Saban where they expect you to compete for a national championship. You go to New England, hey, let's try to make the playoffs here. That's where the bar is right now. All right, let me take a break. Got our play of the day coming up. More phone calls as well. Top of the hour, Gary Danielson, the longtime voice of the SEC. He'll join us as well. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. 
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Check this out. Celtics have numbers in a two-point lead. Holiday, offensive end, kick out, Tatum, open, three, got it! My God, my heart is about to explode. Oh, these Celtics, they're going crazy. That's courtesy of the Sports Hub, Celtics Radio Network. The Celtics are 18-0 at home this season. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Whether it's memorabilia cards, autograph cards, instant classics, rare inserts, starter, continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net Once again, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do. It comes out at 6 o'clock every uh, day, Monday through Friday. But coming at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, this version of the newsletter all the information if you would like to be in the studio audience at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Have all that information for you. Go to danpatrick.com. couple of phone calls in here. Uh, James in Virginia joining us. Hi, James. Welcome back. Oh, I'm first in line to be in the studio audience, my friend. Hey. All Wait, right. are you coming to Vegas? I mean, if I can get in the studio audience, I might have to convince my wife, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. But we're already taking a big trip, so I have a question about that uh, at the end. But I do have a couple comments. Thank you for taking my call, DP. Dan, that's happy Thursday, guys. Man, not a whole lot going on. It's not a lot that you <laughs> see uh, three all-time coaches uh, move on or retire. But to me, Nick Saban leaving is the biggest story, man. 206 wins, 29 losses, nine championship game appearances, six titles. I don't think you'll ever see a run again like that in college football because, to me, Coaching college sports is the hardest job in America. There's never any time off. You're always recruiting. So at 72, wasn't surprised he was retired. He was retiring at 72, but just a big name to walk away from the game. In the champ- in the Super Bowl, surprisingly enough, I got the Bills and the Cowboys, and the Bills beating the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And my final question, DP, we're going to Hawaii with the baby. I don't know if you ever flown with a baby, but I need some uh, fatherly advice. Um, I've, I've never been on a plane with a baby before. Have you got anything for me? <laughs> okay. I wouldn't fly all the way to Hawaii. I would fly to L.A. or San Francisco, stay overnight there, and then get up in the morning, and then you're going to have a four-hour flight. But you have a newborn, so that's a little bit trickier. 
because you can't say, hey, here's a tablet, you know, go watch something. Uh, your, your wife is probably going to have a tough flight uh, because she's going to have to take care of the baby. But I remember I took four kids, my wife and I, and we flew from New York and we stayed over in San Francisco just so we didn't have that, you know, whatever, 13 hours. And uh, it was it was a wise thing to do. But, uh, James, good luck with your trip, and uh, maybe we'll see you in Las Vegas at the Super Bowl. Wes in Michigan. Hi, Wes. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP, just wanted to respond to your bar question um, about the three coaches. I know I have to take them for kind of how I know them, and they're a little bit different, uh, actually, when they're not coaching. But I could imagine you walk in and Bill is sitting there. I just imagine with a raincoat on kind of angry and go, ah, ah, and you're talking to him with his beer. And then you look over and you see Nick Saban. And Nick Saban's always kind of reminded me of a grandpa. How do you not have a 401k already? You got to open it up. Come on. How do you not have it? You know, it's not. And then you look over and Pete Carroll's probably got his slick back hair. He's probably got an IPA and he keeps pressuring you. You got to try this IPA. He's chomping on his gum. I don't really trust people that are drinking beer with their gum. So I don't know if I would take any of those choices. Oh, all right. Thank you, Wes. <laughs> Maybe Pete Carroll with non-alcoholic IPA chewing on his gum. Talk about surfing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were wondering if you went into a bar and they were all three at different tables. You could sit down and it depends on how many beers we're having. Because Belichick might be fun. Although if he's still coaching, he's not going to open up to a reporter or you know someone like me. Saban would, and Pete Carroll sounds like he still wants to coach. Also, can we check how many first round picks has Nick Saban had in his career at Alabama? Because he has twenty nine losses, I believe, at Alabama. It's something like forty four first round. So he has, <laughs> he has more first round draft picks than he does losses. of the day brought to you by panini america the official trading cards of the dan patrick show saban retires with 292 career wins sixth most all time at the division one level uh brian kelly has 283 so he is the most uh wins among active coaches one ahead of uh north carolina's mac brown yes paul 49 first round draft picks for nick saban (laughs) 29 losses 49 first-round draft picks. I'm trying to figure out what each man made, but it's very murky because Belichick's uh, salary has never been published, and esti- it's estimated at $15 million. But you can make the case that both of those were bargains for their franchise. If you well, Saban at- was. Yeah. Saban was a bargain for Alabama. No doubt. Because you can actually see the amount of money that that football program brought in. With the Patriots, maybe you can with the value of the franchise. But uh, it'll be... Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft at noon Eastern, a, a joint press conference. Yes, Paul. There was a, a couple of posts yesterday about Nick Saban for uh, out-of-state enrollment in Alabama is up 60% yeah. since he started there, and they like doubled the tuition, all that stuff. Coming up, we'll talk to Gary Danielson, longtime voice of CBS Sports and the SEC, Tom Pelissero, 
NFL Network reporter will stop by. The voice of Alabama football, Eli Gold, will stop by. Got a busy couple hours coming up. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.